Welcome back to It Was Murder, the wow. number one hard drive podcast <laughs> in the <Thanks>. world. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> I am your diehard romantic, Eric Blood. And I'm your devoted lover, Alan Ito. And I'm the satisfied virgin, Joe Garber. And tonight we bow our heads to uh, process the murder mm-hmm. of Jonathan Hart. The grieving... Yeah, that we have to do in this episode. Because Jonathan Hart died in the episode. He's dead. He was murdered, and we all have to deal with that for the rest of this podcast. But at least we have a new a new character came in to lighten our hearts and our spirits named yes. Fritz. So oh. now we have Fritz and Jennifer solving mysteries. Yes, and having weird sex. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Kind of her uncle. We will get into that, but uh, first we have to sum up the plot of this episode in 60 seconds. For our Minute Max segment, and I have the great fortune of of starting. This one's going to be tough. This one's going to be tough because I don't remember anything. I'm. I think maybe I need some sort of. I need some sort of help. I am not remembering these episodes at all. Okay, here we go. The murder of Jonathan Hart. Uh, Jonathan and Jennifer are golfing. Jennifer (laughs) hits a golf ball into the golf cart and it explodes and it's really funny. Uh, Then the guy that put the explosive in the golf cart is a posing as a waiter at a museum party and Jonathan is shot by a dandy and uh but he wasn't really shot he it was all staged to find out who murdered him because for some reason pretending to be murdered will reveal the murderer um they uh they go back to the office jonathan dresses as fritz von hart his uncle who has a different but similar last name <laughs> and uh their creepy lawyer starts putting the moves on jennifer and then a dude from the South comes and says that he saved Jonathan Hart's life and he owns the company, but he's just working with creepy lawyer and they just want the company. And I don't know why. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay. How'd I do? Pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> Off to a confusing start, but you, you brought it back at the end. Okay. I will say before I get started that this is another episode with a lot of characters that superfluous characters. So I will try to keep it straight, but uh, no promises and I'm not going to be able to do that. So here we go. Someone's trying to kill Jonathan Hart and they don't know who it is. They put, he puts dynamite, a lot of dynamite in a golf cart that explodes (laughs) and almost kills him, but it doesn't. So to root out who's trying to kill, he also forgot to tell Jennifer that someone tried to kill him by cutting his brake line and just so, but to root out who's trying to kill him, they decide to fake shoot him at a party at the museum where that mummy exhibit was. Uh, so they do that. And then he, everyone thinks he's dead. And then the, the Southern guy comes and tries to get everything that Jonathan owns through this will. Well, it turns out that the will was being, being controlled. The Southern guy was being put forth by this waiter that put the TNT in his cart, but that was also somebody else who put the TNT in the, in the golf cart. So the mastermind is this rich guy. He owns a castle and he's trying to get all of Jonathan Hart's money. Anyways, he, he doesn't do it. And then they follow the Southern guy back to him. That's how they figure out it was him. And then they have sort of a fight. I think I can't really remember. And then they win. <laughs> I, I like that you end every one of them with they win they win <laughs> yeah because they do <laughs> Ham and Sue's they win yeah it'll be sad okay. when they don't win 
a man in a Bing Crosby sweater is on the golf course and he plants dynamite into the Hart's clearly labeled golf cart. And then he hisses, omit one Jonathan Hart. <laughs> the golf cart blows up. And then Jonathan's like, oh God, it, it's the second time in a week that somebody's tried to murder me. And Jennifer and the police attendant are all like, what the fuck? And they're like, I know, let's fake my death at the municipal art gallery opening. <laughs> so um, they reveal the statue and then a cartoon gangster jumps out and shoots Jonathan. <laughs> and then no one is sad at all for some reason. And then uh, Deanna and Stanley bring snacks out from the Hart's kitchen, which seems alarming because we all know that they served dog food and got super high <laughs> off of it the last time they did that. But um, it turns out that their sinister lawyer um, hired John C. Riley to pretend that he had uh, inherited Jonathan's estate. Um Jonathan dresses as Sigmund Freud and makes out with Jennifer in his own office. And then um, they figured out Jonathan lands one punch and then that guy is fucked. Mm. Ellen nice. is the MVP. Yeah, uh, <laughs> definitely. Oh, I can't turn it off. Okay. Oh my God. How do you turn it off? She's not the MPV of turning that alarm off, but she's the MPV <laughs> of... She's the MPV. MVP of Minute Max tonight. Yes. I am the HPV of Minute Max. Yeah. And (laughs) tonight we have a Minute Max from a new contributor. Yay. Fran. Fran. Hey, Fran. Thank you so much for this. Leibowitz? Fran Leibowitz. (laughs) What if I played this and it was Fran Leibowitz? Murder of Jonathan Hart. So a guy plants a bomb in the Hart's golf cart. Jennifer sand traps her ball and Jonathan's like, blast it on out of here. She hits the golf cart and it explodes. Talking to our favorite cop, Herschel Gray, Jonathan admits it's not the first attempt on his life. Enter asshole lawyer. Jonathan decides to donate some art to the same museum where two people were murdered and his wife was almost sealed in a tomb for eternity. Oh my God, Jonathan's been shot by a great looking untouchables guy. By the way, my poke. Someone please remind me not to go to this museum. But wait, hold up, back this bus up. It's all a hoax. Jonathan's alive and parading around his fritz while everyone thinks he's dead. Enter Billy Ray, to who Jonathan has left everything in his will after he saved his life. Exaggerate much? They all know the will is fake, but can't prove it. The lawyer wants Jennifer, who she tells to go dry up. Billy Ray wants his money, and Jonathan puts Owen's libido for Jennifer and his money on ice. The hearts follow Billy Ray to Owen's to find out he's broke. Owen catches them. A fight ensues. The hearts win. Jonathan makes love to Groucho Marx. The end. (laughs) That's what happened. Beautifully done. Yeah, the ending. Fran. Fran, good job. Thank you, Fran. Thank you. Thanks for that minute, Max. Send more, please. So send more. Yes, please, everyone, send more. That was so good. Uh, what could what could be better than having like a great minute, Max, delivered to us for this episode? But two oh. great minute, Maxes delivered to us from Shut this episode. Up. Double Max. And uh, let's let's see if you can tell who sent this one. It's Fran Boy. <laughs> Jenny and Bill present the, the murder, murder of Jonathan, Jonathan Hart. Hart. Jennifer Hart on the 15th tee. She's about 150 yards from the pin. The grenade pin. Oh my God, you killed Jonathan, you bastard. Here's Fritzy. Jonathan's Swiss uncle arrives to advise the grieving widow. Hey, Stanley, that's your boss, you moron. Oh, look, a redneck. Captain Beltbuckle demands Hart Industries for saving Jonathan from a high ankle sprain. Lawyer Owen Graham wants sexy sexy with Jennifer, but gets cuckoo clock blocked by Fritz, <laughs> and the only thing faked in that house is the will. Chicken soup for the pound chicken wow wow. Mayhem ensues. <laughs> Owen, Captain Beltbuckle, and a cut-rate Ian McShane decide we hate the Swiss. Jonathan and Jennifer decide <laughs> Owen wants control of Hart Industries and Jennifer's briefs. Bad guy confrontation time. I'm just a poor boy. Nobody loves me. Guess what, redneck? I'm Jonathan Hart, bitch. The hearts take down the bad guys. Send a magic word and I'll boink it senseless. The yeah. end. <laughs> boink her senseless? Wow. <laughs> Is that what he said? <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. 
That's just, that's our new uh, segment. It's not pick your poke. It's who do you boink senseless? <laughs> who gets the senseless boinking? <laughs> yeah. Who gets the sense boinked out of them? <laughs> Cut right. Ian McShane though gets a uh, gets props from me. Me <laughs> too. <laughs> the amount of characters in this episode was like the doggone it episode. Like there were two henchmen. There was a third henchman, sort of with Billy Ray Cyrus. There was <laughs> the the head guy, the lawyer, pretending to be the lawyer. Fritz, you know who else? There was somebody else too. I for, I'm forgetting, but there were so many characters unnecessarily. There was the actor, yeah, who like jumps out from behind a giant <laughs> statue, hesitate in a fedora <laughs> and a black suit with a white tie. That was so funny. Shoots him and then just runs it, away and no one tries to stop him. <laughs> it was the shoes. Yeah, he's wearing the costume that he will be wearing to appear on stage in, guys in public. Yeah. yeah. It's just like, oh no. I wish he would have danced away. That would have been, or like pirouetted. He shot, shoots him and then does a spin and yeah. then dances away. <laughs> spin dash. That scene genuinely made me laugh like i that was great the, just i I saw it coming but i didn't see it coming so quickly and it happens yeah. it happens and then it's over and then it cuts <laughs> to a tv tv news report about jonathan art's murder <laughs> followed by <laughs> the funniest commercial clip uh, yeah <laughs> right which i love see <laughs> Never suffers from under our perspiration. Yeah. <laughs> what the true. I mean, that's you true. got me there. I also love yeah. right before Jonathan gets shot. He says, he says something more, but something along the lines of like a picture says a thousand words. So here's a sculpture. Here's a beautiful sculpture. Here's a beautiful sculpture. <laughs> and it's like, well, what? <laughs> and he sculpture's lied. a little disturbing. It's just like a column with a bunch of faces all, all over it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It seemed like, a a rejected uh, totem thing, yeah, for like a a theme park, like a budget theme park or a mummy exhibit. <laughs> yeah, the municipal art gallery. I guess it's new. I don't know. And I have to say that I I laughed out loud when uh, Owen Grant, evil lechy <laughs> lawyer, broke ass lawyer, mm-hmm. um tells Jonathan that he just needs him to sign 20 or 30 legal forms and then <laughs> it will transfer the ownership of his art collection and the commissioned <laughs> sculpture to the new old same same municipal art gallery mm-hmm. um, from the mummy episode and it's just like oh my god thank god we don't have 20 or 30 legal <laughs> forms at the museum because it would absolutely be just a nightmare yeah uh, sorry it's my job. Anytime the municipal art gallery shows up in an episode, I just fall down the rabbit hole about my own job. <laughs> um, many, it wouldn't be my job to present 20 or 30 legal forms, but that is about 29 uh, more forms. <laughs> 19 to 29 more forms than it actually requires. <laughs> just the one is good. <laughs> so I think right, right away we know that Owen Grant is not a very good lawyer. Yeah. Um, in addition to being a spendthrift, and a creep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Maybe they're different artists. 29 different artists created the works and he needs to sign. I don't know, but it would be no, never mind. I don't know. That doesn't make any sense. Uh, maybe it's a lot of like medical releases and things like that because that museum is a death trap. Yeah. And obviously True. the, uh, the false mummy exhibit didn't, <laughs> wasn't a big hit because it wasn't there anymore. <laughs> it's, yeah. It lasted two weeks. 
at Momoa. <laughs> my favorite, my favorite museum, municipal museum of art. Momoa, the best. I yeah. Um, I'm just not taking in the parties at Momoa. Don't look fun for any occasion. Not no. the mummy one, not this one. It just doesn't seem very fun. Also, maybe it's the lighting that confuses me, even though it was the exact same place that they were filming it. Much like with the mummy episode, there's just this moment for me where I'm like, what the hell are they? Oh, oh, they're, I guess they're, oh, they're outside. They're in front of the museum. <laughs> um, oh, sorry, they're in front of the municipal gallery. Right Everything I'm saying right now, it just absolutely doesn't matter. But, um <laughs> That's usually what true that? of what I'm saying. What are you saying, Joe? What are you saying? You're saying nothing. that the sea never suffers from underarm perspiration. <laughs> <laughs> so relieved to know that. I was so I hoping mean, that that they would continue doing that throughout the episode, like an yeah. Altman movie. Like <laughs> they just kept showing <laughs> news clips and then followed by a really hilarious commercial slogan. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, I want to address the fact. I mean, we know why everyone there is eating popcorn and snacks. Uh, and watching the news clip because they know that Jonathan's not dead because they're there with a live Jonathan mm-hmm. watching that important commercial about the sea, not <laughs> needing antiperspirant. But I feel like the entire rest of the world who did not know that Jonathan wasn't dead did not give a shit about Jonathan being dead, no. except for that tiny little blurb on the news. Nobody seemed to care. Nobody seemed to be sad, including Jennifer, who did not act sad. Um, creepy Owen Grant obviously isn't sad and also kind of isn't very good at being bad. He's not very good at pretending anything. He's not good. So he doesn't surprise me. But Jennifer, you'd think I would think she would try and seem sad because it's been like 24 hours since her, the love of her life was uh, shot in front of yeah. um, everyone at the at Momoa. So for me, I was just thinking like during the dinner scene in particular where they're sitting there pointedly not sad, soon to be joined by Jonathan as Sigmund Freud, who is also not sad. <laughs> yeah. Um, I just, I just thought, is there something wrong with me? Because I feel like I've cried more when I worry about stuffed animals at the thrift store being sad. <laughs> like, I don't understand why there was no expectation. Yeah. I think what of grief anywhere in the show. It's like, yeah. Do you think people might suspect that he's not dead? Or do you think they would just think that people hated his guts? I think that they, they, the writers and everyone thought they covered that with Max's little speech before the underarm deodorant. Hey, Max, who also wasn't sad. He wasn't really sad, but he gave a speech <laughs> that was like, Jonathan will be missed and we will love him forever. And, and we're not having a funeral. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> his body will be yeah. jettisoned into space. Yeah. Um, I mean, I don't want them to spend you know, 25 minutes on people just experiencing, you know, like wrenching, sobbing jags. But I just thought. Yeah. Any sort of like character, any sort of acting a little bit. That's room for some decent comedy too. having yeah. Having Jennifer be in mourning and then yeah. breaking out of it. Everyone's mm-hmm. so good at that. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And crying. actually, when I think about it, Owen, bad, evil lawyer with not a very great criminal plan. Um, He's really one of the only people that acknowledges that there might be grief because he's like, I know now it might not be the right time. But that's literally all he says <laughs> to acknowledge it. Right? Yeah, now Jennifer's might like, be the right time for me to hit on you at dinner. Yeah. And Jennifer's mm-hmm. like, no, now it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Why? Why would it be a bad time? Diane. 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 I almost Diane. called her Diane. Nope. Uh, Diane. Diane. 
comes up to them when they're at the party before Jonathan gets shot brutally in front of everybody. And there's a weird moment where she says she's, I think Jonathan says, how are you, Deanne? And she says she's fine. And then Jennifer stares at her in a really weird withering kind of way. Did you guys catch that? I did, but I, I thought it was because mm-hmm. Deanne was like nervous. She she knew what the uh, plan was. And she oh, was, is that and what she it was? She was a little like, I don't know about this. Okay. Because I wonder... She also knew that someone was trying to kill Jonathan Hart. Right, right. Also, Jennifer is um, the empress of side-eye uh, <laughs> from the moment that the lieutenant says that stupid thing about like, well, you better be very careful, Jonathan. And she's like, um, no shit, idiot. Yeah. Like that. Like, she's just like super sarcastic to all authority figures. Mm-hmm. Um this season pretty much. And yeah. so she <laughs> yeah. took the, she put the side eye in that amazing uh, metallic <laughs> clutch and off they went to the party at Momoa. Mm-hmm. That's how I perceived it where she's just like, <laughs> uh, like just can barely stand having the Lieutenant there asking Max to get him a drink. Uh, mm-hmm. She was, yeah. And then Leanne he walks was, into that. Again, annoying though. Like it, it, this continued the tradition of season two's cops are stupid. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it just mm-hmm. kept going. And the, the whole plan, like, so yeah, we're going to let you pretend that you've been murdered, Mr. Famous Man, and <laughs> we're going to do it in front of television cameras and blah, blah, blah. And, yeah. And it's a good thing you're friends with Commissioner Gordon or right. whatever. Like, That would be really... <laughs> he gets around. If I was John, the Hart's PR person, which I'm, they must have if they're doing plots like this, it would be really, really hard to explain this away for the public to say, oh, no, he he faked his own death to root out <laughs> a murderer that was trying to kill him before that. You know, like, yeah. that would be such a weird thing to get out of. Luckily, no one cared. Yeah. Yeah. Nobody gave a shit. <laughs> like, there yeah, weren't, I guess maybe there that's weren't, like, a good thing. It was just a, a blip. Mm-hmm. Just a little blip. It's like, oh, I thought that guy was dead. Oh, I guess he's not. Oh, okay. Okay. No wreaths yeah, at the at the Jonathan Hart Industries sign. No, yeah, <laughs> no vigils. No flowers anywhere. Nothing. No. No. Jonathan right, needs to think about what he's doing. <laughs> yeah. My, much like getting away where everyone just rips the velcroed uh, black armband off two seconds after you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You drop dead and just walks off, just whistling. <laughs> yeah. Skipping. I guys keep flashing I, back to Jennifer giving side eye to the cop when he's Jonathan's like, "Well, are you going to test it?" test the blood and the detective says for what and then jennifer says to see if it's blood <laughs> yeah that's what i mean jennifer's yeah. like she's just like you can see the thought bubble of overhead which is a cab all cops are boneheads yeah exactly right? she just is not feeling not feeling authority whether it's from interpol the CIA mm-hmm. or just one of the 8,000 billion lieutenants and sergeants yeah. of the Los Angeles. Interpol. Why would you say that what? word? <laughs> Interpol. <laughs> Why you say that word? <laughs> yeah. Sass. But when that guy said, omit one Jonathan Hart, I thought that mm. the next In scene had voiceover, started. Like yeah. it was weird, a weird ADR line ADR. that just sounded very <laughs> out of place and just not what you would say in that moment at all. But he was just a henchman, right? He was, yeah, he was a man yeah. of hench. I, a man of hench. Man of hench. Because I kept getting him and the, the detective. the soul of an idiot. <laughs> the detective and him confused because they look sort of similar to me. The detective, oh, the lieutenant, you mean? The lieutenant, The yeah. lieutenant who, yeah, was useless. There were too many characters. <laughs> and who was also drinking on the job constantly. Mm-hmm. 
Because why did they you need blame him? I mean, everyone's wives are just giving him shit left and right. He has to play along with this goofy <laughs> ruse. Yeah. You know, he's just like, ooh. So what was the bad guy's name, the, the main villain? Do we know? Do we remember? Owen Grant. Owen Grant found the, Billy one Ray. One of the Hearts attorneys. He found Billy, Billy Ray, Ray Thompson. Who had a real interaction with Jonathan at one point mm-hmm. so that he could fake mm-hmm. this will. It just seems like, why can't? Owen just fake the will himself. Cut out the whole Billy. Well, Ray. he did fake the will himself, right? Via Tommy Nickerson. But I know what you're right. saying. Like, why would he just pull it out of the file at his desk and Tommy just Nickerson. put some white yeah. out on there and do it? Just like <laughs> if I was in the writers' room, I think I would say, "Keep it simple." You know, have him. He's courting Jennifer, and he has this will. You know, that's his plan: is to get her, and then he has everything. He has the whole fortune. Rather than this other character who's also around but is kind of hapless and just bumbling around, it just—I just didn't like that they had so many characters. It was a bad—that was a bad part of his plan. Uh, just inherently a bad part of his plan to involve yeah. someone who who is not going to gain from the overall plan, right? <laughs> but is he's going to get a little bit of money? But that's about it. And, and he only killed. wants a little bit of money. That's all he wants. So it was a yeah, it was a it was a bad move. He was a bonehead. The Tommy Nickerson thing, I that was my other favorite scene was the handwriting analyst. <laughs> oh, yeah. He's like looking at two <laughs> signatures of Jonathan Hart, both of which look completely different. Completely different. Like, <laughs> like couldn't be more. Di- like, I looked at it and it was like, there's, the same person did not write that. Like, there, there's, you couldn't even try to make it look wrong more than that. That's really funny. They probably just had uh, him sign it twice. They just had everyone sign it. Like, everyone, everyone give it a shot. Yeah. <laughs> That's really funny. But yeah, he says, the, the guy says, you know, oh, looks like, without, except for a couple of strokes, it looks like it's written by the same person. And then he brings up Tommy Nickerson. And I was like, what is this guy talking about? And then the comedy comes in when the handcuff gets slapped on him. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking at that point, because after <laughs> after the murder of Jonathan Hart, the television commercial, and then that scene, yeah. I was like, this is going to be the funniest episode. Mm-hmm. And sadly, that was the end of the humor. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was. They tried some stuff with Fritz a little bit that just didn't really. It's just Jonathan uh, Robert Wagner doing an accent. This was the most tolerable yet. I think he did a he did a pretty I think he all did right the best job. job of pretending to actually be somebody else. Yeah, but for me, when somebody's dressed as Sigmund Freud, <laughs> um, I just was very distracted by that. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> yeah. That wasn't my. I have to bring up something that since we talked about the forger that mm-hmm. they brought to verify those two completely different looking <laughs> uh, writing samples, that he said when when uh, they revealed that Tommy Nickerson had died mysteriously, like <laughs> yeah. he was hit by a car the minute he steps out of jail, a free man, right? Mm-hmm. He goes, "Life is short, art is long." <laughs> <laughs> Wow. And I actually just stopped and kind of took that in for a little bit. I think maybe I just thought I wasn't getting the profundity that was infused into that statement. Mm-hmm. So I just hung out for a second and then I was just like, am I not smart enough to understand that? Am I not existential enough to understand that? <laughs> and then I realized like that that actually just doesn't make any sense. Yeah, it doesn't. <laughs> and then I felt better. 
That's <laughs> like that line from the cowboy episode of when the rich, when the going gets rich, the rich get going. That just like took me out of the whole episode. It was just <laughs> like, what? And then I just think it's not a smart thing to say in the end. <laughs> it's just not that deep. Yeah. That one actually makes sense to me, but this one did not. What was this one again? Life is short. Life is short. Art is long. Art is long. Yeah, that's that's just dumb. Like a banner? <laughs> <laughs> is that what he means? Like that totem pole art at the beat from the beginning? Because it is long. Not know. <laughs> the Geocondi? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Everyone's just like rolling there. Is like another Giacondi? Come on, a, Mod- a Modigliani girl, because those are long. Just challenging, challenging. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you think that Jennifer and Fritz made out in the office, knowing that Billy Ray was going to come in? Yeah, and be, yes. be okay. So I kind of love that they used his like stereotypical Southern puritanical. Uh, more is to like, <laughs> yeah, to get him to like sh- shake him into going back to whoever is running the show. Mm-hmm. That was pretty funny to me. Yeah, it's also just hilarious when he busts in and uh, Jonathan S. Fritz goes, Ah, 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 and Jennifer goes, Billy Ray, and then Billy Ray goes, Oh, Billy Ray is right, or something like that. <laughs> It also reminds me of something that Jonathan Fritz Sigmund Freud says when he crashes the creepy lechy Owen Grant hits on Jennifer dinner. Mm-hmm. When he's he's like, um, no, uh, you should be alone or whatever he says. I'm not going to do the stupid accent. But then all of a sudden he goes, as you Americans say, why not? <laughs> yeah. Why not? <laughs> oh my god. That's really funny. <laughs> I can can someone tell me if having Vaughn in your name <laughs> is something that <laughs> people just dropped uh with, at Ellis Island or something? Like it was like no, oh, I've you known, can't be Swiss. I've known somebody with Vaughn something. I can't remember. But I, but do they drop the Vaughn in America? Like <laughs> Yeah, you don't really say it. It's that was so weird to me that it's like this is my uncle. It's the same last name. It's just Vaughn. Well, Vaughn would be name. the middle name, right? No, no, no. It's hyphenated. Mm-mm. No, Vaughn, no. like like Von Trapp or or right. Von Helsing. Oh, okay. Huh. <laughs> On Wildenhaus, but that's a Benjamin Von Wildenhaus. Yes, but um, I think that that would be that would seem legitimate to me. Until I saw him, um, that would seem legitimate to me because that is something that I think would happen you, in the anglicization of your name. You would go from being Von Hart, and I don't know if that's that's not specifically about whether you have a take it or leave it approach at Ellis Island with the Von specifically, but I do think that the Swiss Germanic spelling of of Hart, I would believe that. Yeah, that's okay. the one part about that. I just kept imagining that I like introduced my own. Oh, this is my uncle. Uh, James Von Blood. Yeah. Like, like von, everyone would von be like, that's Blue. weird. If he, he doesn't a, make any sense. If he had a German accent, I would believe it immediately. And that's not the, that's not the <laughs> part. Like if I came into this whole situation, that's not the thing I would be questioning about the whole like ruse that they're doing. I just, I just think Owen Grant is not for someone who actually seems, you know, very criminal. He's not very good at it. His, 
yeah. whole plan was just every step of the way, there was something that I usually, you know, I'm like, maybe I don't get it or am I not? But I was just like, that doesn't make any sense, you dummy. Owen Grant, get it together. Like, really, you're smart enough to be a lawyer for Heart Industries, like a trusted lawyer mm-hmm. with like multiple forms and stuff, right? Mm-hmm. He's a lawyer, <laughs> but he just cannot even get it together to come up with just even a slightly crisper plan. Yeah. Also, it's just like, so he wants to get with Jennifer, but it didn't seem like that was a huge part of the plot. It just seemed almost like he realized later, like he's like, yeah, I do want to bone Jennifer. So that's yeah. just like a bonus for me. That's just, you know, boink her senseless cherry on top <laughs> or something. That that seemed so <laughs> weird to me that. Yeah. It so, just seemed really odd to me. It didn't, it, none of this, none of the plot checked out from, or his plan, <laughs> at least none of his plan checked out for me. I really wish I could do, I could redo my minute max because I want to add a line saying Fritz wasn't the only Swiss thing in the episode because Owen's plan was full of holes like Swiss <laughs> cheese. <laughs> Can I add that? Can we go back. No. Can we start the episode over? <laughs> How many minute maxes can one episode of the show have? <laughs> yeah, we'll find out. Seventy-five. When you submit yeah. your minute max. Do we have a max minute max? <laughs> plug, plug. Max max. Um, do you like how I'm not even like? I don't know why the writers did it like that. I'm seriously just like, man, that Owen Grant. He's just not very good. I know. <laughs> I am wondering why this is the villain that you're questioning. It seems like he, you maybe he had promise for you because we, as we know, I've questioned most of the villains and they're all pretty stupid. They all are like have major plot holes in their plans that bring them down immediately. That I, I, I wonder because you never question it, but this one you do. I wonder why yep, this guy, I do. Yeah, I wonder why this, this specific villain because it's dumb and it's not believable to me that he would be a lawyer yeah and then you know it's such a long game that he would not have it even just a a teensy bit more streamlined yeah it's a long game with a lot of different actors for Mm. someone who is a lawyer and you know i acknowledge like but i i'm you know it's not ellen's right corner those kinds of things you know, my general stance is like, if that happens, Joe, um, then there's just no fucking episode. Yeah. <laughs> right. You can't just solve the problem. It's yeah. like, I, I maintain where it's like in three's company, if uh, Jack wasn't <laughs> eavesdropping, then um, there right. wouldn't be an episode. Yeah, like, totally. Nothing would happen. Uh, so, but for this one, for some reason, I think because Owen Grant just is, I think it's the potential yeah. that he has as a villain, because I think that actor is, is pretty great. And, very villainous in his appearance and he he buys into it but i guess i just maybe that's it it's it's i wish that it there was just a little more the other thing that got me about him was later on the episode about halfway through we find out he lives in a fucking castle a huge huge estate and he's selling shit out of the estate to make money because he's and it's like just sell that castle that you live in and you'll be set for life. Just buy a house somewhere and you're fine. You have all you have. And before we find out that he's having money issues, I was thinking the hearts would be such a small mark for this guy. He owns a castle and in the room we saw him in, it was, it was like a grand piano and it was full of art and all this shit. But 
It was the only room in the castle. Yeah, it turns out. For me, I actually thought that was it. So maybe, maybe really, there's just a lot of different pockets of information within this plot that I find intriguing. It just doesn't quite come together. Yeah. Um, Like the selling everything when they, when they busted into his house and the room was empty. I honestly was like, I have no idea what's going on. Mm. Like I, it didn't even occur to me that the situation that it was actually trying to, to represent never would have crossed my mind in a, in a million years. It just was creepy. So for me, I was just like, that's creepy. What's, <laughs> what's going on? You know, I just didn't even understand. Like, is this even his house? Like I just yeah, didn't know what was happening in a way that I actually enjoyed. Um, and then when he's like, oh, I had to sell all my crap. This is everything I own in this room, blah, blah, blah. Then I was just like, oh, okay. it's a mess. I think I would, <laughs> I think I would just. It's a mess. I would rewrite him into more of a con man sort of slimy guy who's trying to hit on all these older ladies, trying to get with all these like rich widows at the beginning. And then he sees Jennifer and then concocts a plan to get with her. And that, that isn't this huge, just long con. It's a smaller plot to kill Jonathan and get with Jennifer. Cause he also is, then you could wrap that. He's also sort of in love with Jennifer, which I think is an interesting component to the story is that maybe he really likes Jennifer. He actually is in love with her. I think I would make that character more that rather than this villainous vampire t- sort of guy who <laughs> he seems like he's I got wish. his shit together, but he doesn't clearly, you know, the cracks come in later in the episode, but it just, uh, yeah, I agree with you in that. It's just weird. It's kind of strange. The character. Yeah. I guess I'm so not used to maybe going in hard with the critique about the villains specifically, even when the things are dumber than dumb mm-hmm. can be. Mm-hmm. I'm just can't even properly articulate <laughs> what I'm trying to express. <laughs> about it. That's, that's where I'm at tonight. I am just falling all over my own uh, lack of words to try and express my feelings about this episode. Maybe that's all I need to say about where I stand with this episode. (laughs) I cannot even talk about it um, successfully. I couldn't even think of a word to say there. Stop the recording. (laughs) We're done. Podcast over. My uh, Eric's rewrite corner. Yeah. Oh, Eric's having a rewrite corner. Eric's rewrite corner. Oh, I think I'm just going off of kind of superhero storylines, but I wanted Owen's motive for all of this to be more personal. Like I wanted it to be, yeah. I want to kill Jonathan Hart or I want to ruin John. Like I want, like I wanted it to be mm-hmm. more personal. Like it, cause it's just mm-hmm. like, I need money is such a stupid. Yeah. It's just boring. Like so it's boring. just boring. They do that it's, so often too. It is, and this you is wanted, like you're, you want him to be like already. the guy from the raid, <laughs> kind of. He's like, I'm gonna get back with back at Jonathan. Yeah, maybe he he went on a date with course. Jennifer before Jonathan and him were together, or before they the hearts got married. He went on a date with Jennifer and fell in love with her, and then now he just since then for ten years is that how long they've been married? He's just been in this I'd, corner. Yeah, ruefully. I'd go one further that like like Jonathan somehow like caused destruction to Owen's family. Uh like <laughs> Hello recurring like, villain. Yeah, like situation. I, I wanted like a, a a full on, you know, a Lex Luthor. Like I wanted yeah. a I wanted a full His brother owns a pet store <laughs> who also 
hires assassins. And his, his brother was killed. <laughs> there, yeah. There were some things that I really did like about Orrin Grant besides the actor's portrayal of Owen Grant, which is like I said, I, I enjoyed that and just wish there was more for him to do. Um, I found Owen Grant's loungewear mm. to be quite spectacular because they always show him in that one usable room in his castle uh, wearing a different super graphics type of uh, velour robe yes. each and every time. And oh. I have to give it up to Owen Grant there. He knows how to do it. He's, <laughs> I like that. He's got a lot happening with the robes. And I actually really, um, I really enjoyed that guy's performance because he's basically just playing, you know, a hardcore creep and a lawyer. So double whammy. But <laughs> I also really loved the portrayal of Billy Ray Thompson. I loved that character because I always just appreciate it when somebody has a conscience in any yeah. way, shape, or form. Yeah. And there was just something. He could have just gone like super wooden yokel with it, but he didn't. I feel like he he uh, did what he could with it. It starts off a little bit, little bit rough, but then he mm -hmm. really inhabited that role, and I super loved it. Yeah, yeah. they didn't they didn't make him buffoony, which was nice. Like it was, yeah, because yeah. as soon as and he kind of looked like John up, C. Riley, so yeah. I loved him. <laughs> yeah, he did. I I wish that uh, Jonathan would take some wardrobe tips from fritz i really like the way fritz dressed it was very i mean it's like sigmund freud so it's like very classy like <laughs> classic sort of elbow patchy older man <laughs> professor but i liked it and yeah. i think jonathan could take us a couple cues jonathan's loungewear you think, you think jonathan should look just look more dusty yes <laughs> i like a dusty man as we know norman i yeah, love dusty right. men uh but then Jonathan has some loungewear during a scene. I don't know if you guys noticed where it's silken white, very <laughs> sheer. And he bends over the bed at one point. You can see his underwear and it felt so inappropriate to look at. It was really a weird moment. <laughs> I don't remember that at all. It's a him and uh, uh, Jennifer are in bed and they're discussing the day and how, what went wrong. But he was wearing these really see-through underwear. Like, <laughs> and I was just like, "Ooh, that seems really inappropriate." I don't know why that bend over. So, some good loungewear on Jonathan this episode. <laughs> hmm. Hmm. <laughs> I really like Deanne's uh, the dress at the. Mm -hmm, at on her, I liked it. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, if it wasn't on her at Momoa, it's kind of just prom dress looking. But yeah. I thought she looked great. But I always think she looks great. I, there the... was a woman in the background wearing a fox fur that uh -oh. I thought was really terrific. Yeah. After um, the event, Jennifer's at home behind the bar wearing a... Uh, oh, yes. This, what, is, what is that called? It's sort of kimono-y, I guess. But it's like a blouse striped gold and black striped... Mm -hmm. uh, I don't know. Her weird it. king king tut. Yeah, thing. I really <laughs> like that. She left it at Momoa the previous time. Yeah, <laughs> she's like oh, so I've been looking she's for this. Worn it, she's worn it before. Mm, I love that. I kind of want to make one mm -hmm. and just wear it around the house. And then Jonathan, he wore a vest when the lieutenant was talking to them. I don't remember when, but he wore a vest, which I usually don't like, but it matched his pants perfectly, and I did like it a lot. Hmm. It was a camel mm. sort of caramel color, and it was really nice. Um, but that's that. I thought Owen Grant's uh, suits were really nice. 
Yeah. Actually, I thought yeah. that they were really well tailored and just and clearly um, different from what Jonathan would wear. Mm-hmm. Really nice, like a nice double-breasted vibe happening with the uh, gray plaid. Mm-hmm. I could get down with that. Well, so Jennifer goes to dinner with Owen mm-hmm. to discuss this mm-hmm. contract. That's obviously a date that, and I think she knows mm-hmm. going in that it's a date. And Jonathan mm-hmm. says, go and see what kind of information you can get from him. And then he shows up as Fritz, sits next to him and spills the champagne on him. But there's really no, do they, they don't get any information. They don't even try to get any information. So it's this whole Unless I'm, unless I don't remember something. Well, Jonathan, Jonathan gets, gets information yeah. from Owen. Oh, he does. Because Owen's like, "What the, what, what are you doing here?" Kind of thing, and he's like, "So," and he um, assumes that Uncle Fritz is trying to get close to Jennifer to get the money and get control of Heart Industries, and so he offers to pay him off. Mm-hmm. And so, oh, okay, a million Swiss francs. A, a million Swiss francs. So I think that. Uh, it was just about Owen showing his hand to one of them, and he mm. showed, showed his hand to Uncle Fritz. They must have already known that, right? No? Well, I mean, but the, even after that, didn't Jennifer say, like, well, we can't do anything with this information? <laughs> like, there was, like, it's, yeah. it just felt, doesn't do anything. It felt like a long scene help. that was supposed to be comedic, but wasn't that funny and didn't really amount to much. Yeah, they just, again, like, spill something on a guy that flirts with Jennifer. Yeah. <laughs> Jennifer just, yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's true though. That's they, they actually hot foot Owen. <laughs> yeah, they hot foot. That's him. actually like uh, an astute observation on Jennifer's part. And when you really think about it, it's true. They don't know Owen could just like Jennifer's a beautiful woman, and people hit on her all the time, often right in front of Jonathan, even when he's not dressed as Sigmund Freud. <laughs> so I can see where it would be jumping to a conclusion. Although they also do that all the time, in addition to crawling through windows, which they did later at the castle. But I digress. <laughs> it is presumptuous of them to automatically assume that Owen Grant, who has clearly worked with them for some time, isn't anything more than just somebody who's creeping on Jennifer because Mm. finally Jonathan's not there and he can openly creep on Jennifer. Mm. And so I think then Jennifer's perspective on it is that even though Jonathan is telling her the stuff that he said to him when he thought he was Fritz, that Jennifer's like, oh, but if it's just about money, maybe that's also like a normal thing, you know, because what they're really trying to find out is who's trying to kill him. And neither one of those things from Owen necessarily seem like murders involved. Those kind of just seem like just your regular old creepy, creepy, greedy weirdo, Mm -hmm. like ding dong, Jonathan's dead, creepy weirdo-ness. Yeah. isn't isn't a great thing, but we all know that the hearts have... um, wide circle of colleagues, employees, and fake friends and frenemies. So I think yeah. they just they're just in that space where they're kind of like, mm-hmm. To this mm. at this point, I would just be so traumatized and I would be a shut in. I'd be so agoraphobic if I was either of the hearts <laughs> at this point. I wouldn't trust anybody. I would be so scared to talk to anyone new. It would be so I'd be so horrified. To go anywhere. Hmm. She hit a golf ball into a golf cart and it exploded. <laughs> I would just be so terrified all the time to do anything if I was Jennifer or Jonathan. That was so funny. Yeah. <laughs> I'm really glad that they, because they could have easily just had her hit the ball and then had it explode, but they had her hit the golf cart yes. with the ball. <laughs> and it's such a good. For me, Jenks, there's a problem there. Mm-hmm. It's like, it's a, it's a bundle of dynamite on a timer. I know. It's like, 
Yeah. How do you know when they're going to be in the golf cart or by the golf court or who's going to be in the yeah. golf cart? Because if Owen's plan is to have Jennifer be his his lady love in order to get even more power over mm-hmm. uh, Jonathan's empire, um, that's not a great way to do it. No, no. they just <laughs> that they is really... not omit one Jonathan Hart. That is, oh maybe this will just blow up and nobody will be around <laughs> it at all. Or, yeah. Oh maybe. Um, maybe we'll Jennifer kill both of them. Yeah. A million bits. Yeah. It's also, he does it like the night before, right? And on a random golf cart, it's not even a special golf cart. It's just a, one of them in a line. So they really, no, but it says hearts on it. It says heart <laughs> yeah. and it has, their Oh, heart. I thought they, I assume that the hearts owned that golf course. Is that just their what? golf cart? Because I mean, it says their golf cart. Oh, it's just their golf cart. <laughs> I thought they owned the whole golf. You course. know what? Though? When I saw that too, I thought, oh, they have a line of golf carts. Yeah, <laughs> I thought that they. And all we already said know that. they have ski wear. Okay, so, <laughs> so yeah, that's just a shot. No, but blast. that's an actual ski wear. I, I, I know. Heart. I know. I'm being silly. But then it would have been. Oh, sorry. If I'm they, being weird. <laughs> if he did kill Jennifer with that <laughs> giant block of TNT, their plan would have gone off without a hitch. You know, if they did kill them both, then you know then that would have been great. Maybe they were trying to kill them both at that point. I like to think that Deanne and Stanley would have would have been like, this doesn't make any sense. <laughs> yeah, but would they be able to... Well, they haven't done that before, no. so... <laughs> yeah. That's true. They wouldn't give a shit. No one would care. <laughs> yeah, no one Deanne, gave a I, fuck. Yeah. I like to think that Deanne and Stanley would just eat some doggone it's that they stuffed <laughs> into, their, into their pockets and their handbag and just yeah out. they'd go into the they'd run to the storage room at hard industries that has all this weird artifacty shit like you, like Indiana the warehouse Jones. yeah <laughs> yeah and they would they would shove all the doggone it's in their purse and then run out of the building <laughs> uh, i love it they grab some fust on the way out yeah billy ray says that he saved him on his snowmobile from mm-hmm. a ice accident while jonathan was on an expedition with a man named bailey and on a geological survey geological survey which went wrong and jonathan confirms this he did get saved by that man but he didn't sign over his entire corporation to him obviously but then there's a whole sequence where they're in two hearts and they're going to they're driving somewhere and it's very oh. squeaky yes and the, the audio <laughs> something squeaking in that car and it doesn't sound right but they go and then there's a they like fade to the bailey's uh expedition bailey scientific lab research center or whatever and then it's the hearts leaving that and jo- and jennifer saying well bailey sure didn't remember anything about that expedition <laughs> and it just i was so <laughs> confused about what the <laughs> fuck was going on for that whole section they were driving somewhere uh, it faded to that sign and then they were driving somewhere else and i it, just remember there was a car chase oh yeah with a with a huge car crash and explosion. Huge oh, car yeah. crash and explosion. The That's car goes great. off a cliff. Yeah. Dude rolls out of the car. <laughs> just like, at pump. the very last second. He just like does a little pump into the dirt. And then just like every 70s sedan, as soon as it hits something after being airborne, it explodes. Yeah. Not more than once, right? There's yeah. just like the first one and then there's the other, like the gas tank or whatever. Yeah, um, the first one was the headlights. Was, yeah, and then much <laughs> like how the world reacts to the death of Jonathan Hart, the hearts pull into the little turnaround there after being chased um, and losing that guy, causing him to drive off the cliff mm-hmm. and the car to explode. They look 
and see that the car has uh, <laughs> exploded and is at the bottom of the side of this mountain or whatever. And they have basically no reaction whatsoever, but they don't know that the guy jumped out that yeah. James is actually still alive uh, <laughs> on the side of the cliff. But it's just, maybe this is just the episode where, well, there's a lot of episodes where basically there's just no feeling whatsoever. It's like when they were <laughs> on the ranch earlier this season and it was like, Oh, I slept so great. Um, <laughs> yeah. Oh, so-and-so's that. What's up with the dead guy? Yeah. You gotta give me a horse. So yeah. maybe they just have a healthier approach to death. Like maybe the yeah. people in the heart, heart universe have just found the way to move on that many people experiencing grief desperately hope for. Yeah. Well, it's quite possible. And the answer may just be that everyone's got their pockets full of fust, <laughs> but you know, who knows what is really causing this ability to move forward swiftly. In fact, almost immediately. They've been boinked senseless by murder <laughs> at this point. They really have. They are, Witnessing that level of murder pretty much once a week for as long as they have, as long as we've seen them and still, I wouldn't react. I would be so dead behind the eyes and just staring. I think Max has been telling us for like, he told us for 24 episodes yeah. that the hearts are making all of these murders happen. Yeah. It's their hobby. It's their hobby. They, they organize life events <laughs> Through their 20 interconnected corporations. They're serial killers. And their, their endless funds to uh, cause murder to, to happen. And then they get involved because they're bored and they're sociopathic. Yeah. I think that's definitely well, a good Well, maybe theory. it's just like serial killers where you just have to keep doing it more and more to get the high, killing more often because um, maybe they're just getting a thrill back in their relationship, right? Because when they met, it was murder. So maybe they're just uh, stoking the flames. Yeah. <laughs> after the camera cut, after they watched that car burn, they were, Jennifer was like, that did nothing for me. And Jonathan <laughs> was like, yeah, I didn't feel anything. Let's go kill some more I people. We, <laughs> I think we might be projecting um, <laughs> because I feel like, like maybe tonight we're a little dead behind the eyes and mm. you guys behind my eyes is my brain. And I think <laughs> I've just figured out what's wrong with me now. It's dead. <laughs> Too many cooks. Too much murder. When cars fly off cliffs like that in old TV shows, it always reminds me of Toonces the Cat Who Could Drive from yes. SNL. Yeah, Toonces the Driving Cat. Yeah, that's the first thing I think of whenever I see that. <laughs> oh, man. I always think Toonces was driving that car. <laughs> well, speaking of someone being in something, yeah. it's yes. time <laughs> to oh, wow. Pick your pump. senseless boinking. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have one? You're uh, up first. I honestly don't. I kind of want to go with, I was going to go with Fran and just say, yeah, it's the dandy from guys and dolls, but he wasn't, he didn't really do anything for me. No, you know one, what his name was. No one did anything for me. I don't remember. Norman. Norman. Oh no. <laughs> yep. Yeah. I'm, I'm sitting this one out. Oh, wow. <gasps> Abstaining. No poke. Um, okay. Interesting. Uh, mine was the Lieutenant. I liked, <laughs> I know. Shocking. Uh, the hench, the man of hench who put the TNT in the golf cart was all right. These are he not, was a, he was all right. He was all right. These are heart murmur pokes. They're not like yeah. heart attacks. <laughs> and then also Jonathan in those pajamas. <laughs> <laughs> 
wow, Joe yeah. has three, yeah. so I feel totally right. fine having none. Okay, yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> is it Billy Ray? No, I mean, I appreciate that he is sensitive, but no. Deanne's dress. <laughs> <laughs> There's just no. I think we should make a new rule for Pick Your Poke, where if you don't choose one, it, uh, it defaults to Stanley. <laughs> I, I that well that's fine with me because okay. I will I, not be threatened. <laughs> okay. Uh, I think Stanley's still still pretty cute. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I I think I just I don't know that I want to get with somebody that just says yeehaw so freely. Mm. Yeah, that's a problem. I would. No matter how sweet sweet they may be. Even no, Roxy. <laughs> Uh, definitely not Roxy because I'm kind of, I'm kind of scared of the super loud, sassy, brassy ladies. Maybe Owen Grant. Hmm, okay. There, I'll do it. Okay. Joe, oh. um, you're threatening me with Stanley <laughs> and I'll just say Owen Grant. Cause it, actually it when I threat. think of him in, in the gray, um, the gray, <laughs> gray suit, he's like nice way be. Yeah, hair. he's just—he's handsome. Yeah, he's yeah. handsome. He's he just, has no lips. The reason that he's—he's not, he's not. Yeah, I have enough for both of us. He—he yeah. um, <laughs> he just. Yeah, his his qualities. He's such a bad villain. Like bad at being a villain. Maybe yeah. that dampens my. Yeah, any of the business feelings I would have, but I, I'll say okay, he's attractive. Yes. Uh yeah. My last, my only last notes are Billy Ray's posture was very strange and funny. He had this very straight back, lean forward, butt out posture that he walked around like a plank. Oh my God. When the Lieutenant runs after Jonathan's fake assassin. Did you catch that at all? No, I didn't Mm -hmm. see this. He has Joe. (laughs) Weird. Um, run. Oh man. In the world of weird running. This might be too much. <laughs> Do not ever rewatch this episode. Don't watch the Momoa Ooh. party scene because this run is, it's breathtaking, not in a good way. Oh, <laughs> I, in a good way. I might and have I know, to. And I know I'm not trying to run down your poke because I feel uh, threatened. <laughs> I might. I'm not, yeah, not popping I, out my spines or like trying to shoot <laughs> quills at you. I threaten you I, with Stanley. Uh, legit, the run is so bananas. Huh. You're brandishing Stanley at me. Yeah. I might have to go rewatch that though, because Jonathan's run has been a regular weirdness for me. Yeah. It's um, way worse. <laughs> I almost want you to just <laughs> look at it now. I'll uh-huh. put it I'll put it on the yeah. I'll put it on the Instagram for yeah. this episode. <laughs> because oh my goodness. And Whoa. you know, I don't really like to make fun of people like that. For yeah. that thing because I think this is this person's actual run and that makes me feel sort of bad but yeah but it is markedly mm. unusual speaking of gate. brandishing a person at another person though do you remember how Jonathan disarms <laughs> Owen at the end of the episode it's pretty funny it's a pretty oh, great with move. the cane no he they punches him in the face and then he hits him with the cane no he doesn't punch Owen he Owen is trying to control Billy Ray and he tells Billy Ray to like get them and then Billy Ray starts walking towards Jonathan Jonathan punches Billy Ray in the face oh, who falls into Owen <laughs> and he uses Billy Ray as a weapon which I thought was pretty great oh. you know these I think this episode is a little bit my breaking point on the 
formula of heart to heart episodes of the confrontation at the end. Just, they always are having, there's always a gun and it's always going to get disarmed. It's just over and over again. We see this. You're just waiting for the the moment of, we've just seen it done so well in heart to heart episodes previous that it's, it's just kind of frustrating when it's like attacked on. Yeah. Like, okay, we need to fight now. Mm-hmm. It's always the formula. I just wish we could have but, s- some episodes that end differently than that. To me, it just points out how terrible Owen Grant is at being terrible. Yeah. Because he really, this is like the fastest takedown in the history of Heart to Heart. It's true. Other than solid it's just, gold. It's just like one, two, and then hit somebody with the cane. <laughs> yeah, it's true. So there's been a lot of fast takedowns. This um slow boat or not slow boat what was the boat one getting away with murder which boat getting one? getting away with murder getting getting Yahweh solid with gold murder <laughs> those are very quick just burp, 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 you're done and then it's freeze frame and then the final scene we had a car chase we had a fight we had a shooting <laughs> um i long for the boat chase weirdly like the <laughs> that was great <gasps> like the boat, wow. the boat chase was was so spectacular it's been a 180 on on boat chases yeah but yeah. let's see if they can do it again it or, felt different or, like i i've yet to see another one that i think is, is i just think they need to have like the the rug pulling out from the guy yeah. in the uh, ranch murder <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that was, I thought, a clever Hidden Valley murder. Hidden Valley murder. That was a clever <laughs> take on the disarming because it felt more real, I guess, and it was a more clever. It's just we need something a little bit more than them being in a room with a gun held on them that gets disarmed very easily. Yeah, guns are boring. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just guns are well, boring. I think there have been there have been a lot of pretty great fight scenes in season two. Yeah. Overall, some some great fights and then some wacky shit like the chocolate shop and all that stuff. <laughs> yeah. Um I so think I just I prefer I think, the I prefer the evasion to the uh to the fight to the battle like just I, being like held up or or like hiding from someone with a gun like that I always tend to enjoy. Yeah. Like in Cop Out and Ooh, yeah. in uh Murder Murder on the Wall mm-hmm. like hiding from threatening people that's more suspenseful. It can be done more, more creatively than just like whack, fall down. Yeah. Handbag, get whack. gun. Mm-hmm. All is right with the world. But considering like the number of like, just the, the amount of <laughs> things that set up this plot, it is such an anticlimax to just have it be like, womp, womp, I yep. hit you with my cane. Mm. And then it's like the end. It's just like, Oh God. Yeah. There's all of these weird things that lead to this weird, not very good at it, lawyer trying to wrest the wife and the industry and all of the money away from Jonathan. Yeah. And then it's just like, I guess we just hit him with a cane. Yeah. <laughs> weird castle. You know what you could? It's just. A rewrite. Yeah. A rewrite you could do. If you want to keep the Billy Ray character in there, you could maybe have him start falling for Jennifer and then he comes in at the end and saves them. Like have, if you're going to have all these characters, have them sometimes loop back around and do and redeem themselves in that way, which I thought that would be Billy Ray redemption would have been nice. Yeah. And he comes in with a lasso and like lasso on on a horse. 
<laughs> to try to like win Jennifer over or in a pickup truck that suddenly yeah. like a bunch of rocks fall on. <laughs> yeah. If you're going to have all these characters, have them come back like that in clever ways, not just cuz that character just he's just nothing the whole episode and then still stays nothing at the end. I don't know. I you got to like use the characters if you're going to put them in the show. Well, ratings? Yeah. Yeah. Mm, zero to five hearts. I will. You know what? I'll start. Okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm giving this a two. I, I feel Ooh. bad giving it a two because I, I seriously am only now remembering a lot of the details of this episode while we talk about it, but I'm not really digging what I'm remembering. I enjoyed it when I was watching it, mostly because of the first 15 minutes where I was just laughing a lot. There was a lot of funny stuff and I wanted a little more humor. I think it would have been really funny if they kept showing little clips of commercials with those funny slogans. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but uh, we're not watching that kind of show. So it's a two for me. I'm going to go 2.5. I think it's just middle of the road because I think the plot is a clever plot to, especially with the hearts, having someone come and try to, you know, take advantage of Jennifer, the screaming widow character. And that whole plot line, I think, is pretty clever. It's just that it definitely faltered and it was a little boring at times and just not not well put together. It was Swiss. <laughs> so 2.5. Gotcha. Alan? Uh, I just can't tell if it's just me and this week or if this episode really is not it. <laughs> um, but that doesn't matter because I'm not going to rate my crappy week and bizarre mindset for tonight, but I am going to slap a rating on this episode <laughs> and congratulations, Joe. It is not the same as Eric's rating. Oh, wow. What is it? A one? See, little gift for you <laughs> is a one. Oh, ouch. It's a one for me. And yeah, I think I'm bouncing off of getting away with murder also. And so I'm just, thank God it wasn't that bad for me. That's what I'm so I really am rating it maybe higher than I should. Yeah. <laughs> uh, murder of Jonathan Hart's a 5.5. Mm. It's a real low heart murmur. I agree yeah. with it. It's there's like most of the times. Nope. No problem with my, <laughs> my rating. I just, there's always things that I love about the episodes, obviously yeah. beyond just even, you know, the, the characters there's, there's a lot of things that, that I really liked about it, but ultimately it just felt like, um, like a waste. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like a waste of some uh, good characters and good performances, and mm-hmm. it's just mm-mm. yeah. But clearly, I still struggle when I give a low rating, unless I just absolutely can't stand it. I just I take no pleasure, especially since we've been in such a streak of bad ones. It's been a little. It's been a little bad. Low tide. Hopefully, the next one's better, though. Yeah, Ellen. What are we watching next? I'm glad you asked. Yay. <laughs> Originally airing on May 5th, 1981. Next week, we're going to be watching and discussing the latest fashion in murder. (laughs) Jennifer's article on the world of high fashion leads to Jonathan and Jennifer modeling for a famous photographer while trying to determine who is murdering beautiful models. (laughs) I already love it. Very giallo sounding. Yeah, this is working for me. What's it called again? The latest fashion in murder. Mm, that's got to change. <laughs> <laughs> that's too wordy. 
I'll be changing that. I'm going to update it. I'm really looking forward to Joe's, uh, to the season two recap and Joe's new titles. <laughs> I know. And we're, we're getting close. We are only four episodes. Are we four episodes away from the end of season two? We are. True story. Ooh. Including this next That's one. That's crazy. Two yeah. more weeks. Two more weeks. Ooh. That two is crazy. Huh. Well, uh, thank you guys wow. so much for listening. We will be back next week. Thanks and sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Sorry. My condolences. Sorry. Please, please uh, feel the, if you feel the need to grieve this episode uh, <laughs> of the pod, go ahead. Be you. If you, if you haven't completely been lost <laughs> by us in the wilderness, uh, follow us on Instagram at it was murder pod. Mm-hmm. Follow us on Twitter at it was murder pod. Send us your minute maxes, please. We love them. Yes. Uh, please rate us and review us on the Apple iTunes podcast app. And yeah, we got to see our little buddy for, for a minute. Did this we? episode, he was in bed with them. Uh, All right. And oh, you did. Jonathan tells him to leave. Yeah. And I hope he found a good place to curl up and go to sleep. Good and then night, Jonathan freeway. bends over. <laughs> <laughs> Good night, freeway. Good night, freeway. Good night, freeway. And remember, the ocean never suffers from underarm perspiration. <laughs> <laughs>